Uh-oh. He's back. What do you know? What do you say? Oh. Yo, Rockin', what's up? Yo, I'm doing the knowledge, E, man. I'm trying to get paid in full. Yeah. Check this out. Since Norby Walters is our agency, right? True. Yeah. Tara Lewis is our We're agency. Back. Zakia and Fourth and Broadway is our record Holy company. Moly. Indeed. Okay, so who we rolling with then? Yeah. We rolling with Rush. Right yes, ladies manager. and gentlemen. So check this out. Because we're talking over it's... this Jeff right here that I put together. Yes, it's me. Bueno, Dueno. What do you know and what do you say is back in effect? Thanks for joining me. Just want to give a shout out to everybody who checked out the inaugural pod a couple of weeks back. I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate everybody going forward who rocks with me on uh, this, uh, this awesome little, little gambler's podcast here. This little uh, diversification strategy meeting, so to speak. And, you know, I'm just really thankful that you guys could join me. I'm really thankful that I'm able to do this. I, I honestly didn't realize how difficult this was, you know, time-wise and, and just being able to, you know, you see everybody with a, a damn podcast and you're like, hey, obviously, you know, this must be easy and it's really not. It's really not. You know, if this isn't your cup of tea, if you really can't, you know, tell a story or hold a conversation or or explain something and this may not, you know, this may not be for you. Actually, it probably isn't for you. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure you could do a podcast on how many crappy podcasts there are. So I don't know. But like I said, this is what do you know? What do you say? Gambler's podcast coming straight out of New York. Today we're uh, broadcasting out of uh, Dobbs Ferry. Nice little town. You know, and uh, just uh, like I said, uh, we're going to spread some joy. And uh, but once again, I want to give a shout out to everybody who checked me out. I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, giving me a shot, you know, with this, this whole niche thing. I feel like it's important for us to, you know, get a, get a, get some sort of standing in this business because it's going to be big, you know, sports gambling, just gambling as a whole is going to be huge, you know, the more it becomes accepted. So I just don't want us to miss the boat on that. So I titled episode two, uh, I think it was work trips weird pants and uneventful birthdays to explain that you know i like i said i'm new to this podcast thing and i wanted to put out you know something for week two but it also coincided with a work trip and a work trip you know meeting up with you know co-workers from your area or not your area in your company that you may or may not have met before. There's a little anxiety, a little anxious, a little anxiousness there. You know, I'm not really all for the, the work trips, you know, and my work trips always either take me to somewhere in Virginia or somewhere in, uh, in Connecticut. So I spent a couple of days in Connecticut with some of my coworkers and stuff. And it was, uh, wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? It was a uh, anticlimactic. It was, you know, 
when you meet people from your company, they're either going to be one of two ways. They're either going to be exactly like you or they're going to be complete, total maniacs who are trying to basically explain why they're smarter than you or why the company sucks or why it's, it's, it's amazing. But hey, what are you going to do? But like I said, it, I tried to do a pod from my hotel room. Didn't work out that well. Just going off the henny. I actually did record something. Oh, so glad I didn't publish that. Oh, it gave you guys the the the, the worst impression of me. Oh, I was so hammered, so hammered. I mean, I I love I love the drinking of the cognac and the whiskey and the beer, but it doesn't mix with making a podcast. It just it kind of doesn't mix. You know, your first impression of somebody who's trying to help you, you know, win money. Guy shouldn't be hammered. That was me, y'all. A little hammered, a little hammer time, but I digress. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I did do an episode. I mean, maybe one day I get huge, I'll keep that episode and we'll play it and maybe get some laughs off of it. Actually, I know that's what I'm going to do, but, you know, so I'm back at work and uh, I'm, I'm working and I ripped my pants. Now, after I ripped my pants, I have to get a replacement. I don't just have pants in my office to wear, so I call my dad, he lives, you know, not too far away from where I work, I'm like, hey, uh, hey, pop, pop, call my dad, pop, pop, hey, uh, pop, pop, you think you could, uh, bring your baby boy some, uh, some pants down to his job, <laughs> my, my dad is mad, he'd be like, oh, not a problem, not a problem, I, I, I got you, I, I got you right now, I'll be right down there, now, mind you, my dad, I love my dad, but my dad is, uh, he's about 70, 70 something years old and he just basically hates the way I dress you know so I mean I don't even know how he would describe the way I dress but he just doesn't like it he thinks I need more polish I agree you know at this certain age you're supposed to have you know a variety of of wares I'm a, I'm a t-shirt and sweatshirt type of dude you know I like I like I like short sleeve shirts and corduroys and expensive sneakers. That's my that's my thing. I feel like you know, that's 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 a, that's my go-to. Okay. With that being said, you know I got khakis. I wear dickies to work. I wear you know corduroys, whatever. You know whatever I can, you know whatever looks, you know, you know uh, what's that casual corporate or corporate casual whatever. Point of the story is my dad brings some pants to my job. I can't really say anything about them. You know, I'm like, thanks, I'm busy. Go change it, put them on. I'm like, yo, these pants are crazy. Like, they're really crazy. Like, they like like Fred Mertz pants. Like, I mean, they fit me in the waist, and they, they were long enough, but they were, like, dumb baggy. Like, they were, like, dumb big. I'm like, yo, you know, uh, I'm like, wow, I really can't believe that, you know, you gave me these pants. Um, not really impressed by them that much, but I digress. So I put them on uh, and I'm like, I, I look crazy with them because I, I have on some like, you know, some like loafers with no socks or what have you. And they just look, they look so crazy. I'm so embarrassed. I'm just glad that my friends like actually saw me in these. They would absolutely put my feet to the fire off of this one. Like it was just, it, they, that was just embarrassed. Maybe I'll tweet a picture of what they look like or, you know, put it on my story so you guys could have a laugh or what have you. But 
this pants situation led up to my birthday. And with it leading up to my birthday, it was a very uneventful birthday. So I'm saying all this to say, these three things made me not publish a podcast for week four. Week four? Week five? Whatever. I think it's week four. Whatever. All right. So, you know, I got the work trip. Come back from the work trip. First day back, you know, I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, basically, what happens is uh, I rip my pants. Favorite pair of pants. I'm a big, big believer in khakis and corduroys. So, these are a pair of corduroys. You know, I love them, you know. Give you that hipster vibe, but, you know, also, you see a, you see me in some corduroys and you Guy don't take no shit. He has corduroys on. Some, you know, some pretty cool sneakers. But, you know, that's my style. Corduroys and t-shirts and hoodies. I mean, it's, come on. It's New York. Nobody's going to tell me anything. So I ripped my pants. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm in a bind. Let me call my dad. He lives not too far from my job. So it's pop, pop to the rescue. Call my dad pop, pop. That's old pop, pop. Let me give you some background on my dad. My dad is a... He's a really, really funny guy. He's a, he's a very compassionate man. He's very smart. Um, but he also hates the way I dress and has always hated the way I dress. He basically believes that, you know, that, you know, the whole, every particular fashion, fashion thing that's happened, I guess, since the 80s, he's hated. He hates the whole sneaker thing. He hates the whole sweatpants sweatshirt he hates anything that has to do with comfort he he literally wears hard bottom shoes as slippers i swear to god it's the funniest shit in the world but you know it, it's neither here nor there the point is he has to bring me some 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 extra pants so i give him a call he pop up and bring me some pants for my pants no sweat got you i'll be there in a couple of minutes boom he's there some pants like they're in like a uh from the cleaners or in the plastic with that little with that weird ass uh weird ass hanger that comes with the the cleaners stuff so i'm like i'm thinking okay this is official he hands me the pants i'm like all right boom let me go change i got stuff i gotta do boom i'll give you a call later go to the bathroom put the pants on and instantly i'm like whoa whoa this is not my style you know this is totally not my style pants were they they number one they smelled a little weird like they smelled like i don't know like, they've been in a closet for a while, but they just didn't smell fresh. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. But they were also, like, extremely baggy. Extremely baggy and extremely weird. Like, baggy to the point, like, they were way baggier than, like, say, you know, say anything we wore in the 90s. Way baggier than that. And I wear loafers, like, you know, like driving loafers to work. And so I have these on. With the driving loafers, I look so crazy. Like, I feel like I look crazy, too. And they smell weird. So I go back in my office. I'm dealing with, you know, my clients and stuff. And Now, I work for a small firm called None of Your Goddamn Business. And, you know, my, my you know the clients and the people I work with, you know, they're pretty cool. Everybody's pretty trendy and stuff. And, you know, I, I see them looking at me, and I see them, you know, they're trying to empathize. You know, people that know me, they're looking at, they're like, you know, looking at me weird. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, they're 
probably know, you know, they probably think, oh, I'm feeling weird, and they were right, and, you know, we're not going to say nothing because we like you. So, you know, we're not going to make you have any anxiety about your weird pants. Weird pants, man. You know, fuck my whole day up, you know. And this is the day I'm going to do another, you know, podcast because the first one I did, I did when I was hammered. So I can't, you know, no. So, but, you know, I take it throughout the course of the day. The work day is over. I call my dad. I'm like, hey, you know, I just want to thank you for the pants or what have you. You know, and I made it through the day. And um, I'm like, uh, you know, it's, you know, he asked me. He says to me, so, hey, you know, how do pants work out for you? Shorty? Calls me Shorty. I'm fucking 43 years old. I'm like, uh, you know, um, I had to be honest with him. I'm like, not that great. Not that great, you know. You know, they were fine in a pinch, but you know, they're not really my style. He's like, oh, yeah, I know not your style, you know, a little bad, yeah. you know, the, you know, what you're used to, but uh, your grandfather, you know, he, he did a lot of business in those pants. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold, hold up. My grandfather? Oh, yeah, those are his pants. Oh, yeah. He's like, and you know what? You can keep them. Happy birthday. I'm like, yo, my grandfather's been dead since 1999. Uh, and he says, happy birthday. That, that shit was funny, man. All right, let's get to these picks. All right, so let's get down to these picks. Now, I'm going to explain the spread. I was speaking to one of my friends, and I was telling him, you know, the spread is something that sports books lay out so they can get an equal amount of bets on the underdog and the favorite. If the sports book basically, you know, doesn't set a good line, doesn't set a, 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 a good, you know, spread for that particular match, and it one set of bets outweighs the other, it hasn't done a good job of setting the line. Like, you want those bets to be to be even for the favorite and for the underdog because the way the sports book makes money, it takes 10% of the losses. So it needs to be, it needs to be even. It needs to, you know, for them to make some money and to stay in business, it has to be consistent. So when I, I look at the line, I just use my, my best judgment. Like I say, everything that goes into my picks for the week are quarterback play, um, offensive and defensive line play, um, coaching staff, who's at home. Um, I really, really don't look at the injury report too often because simply because, I mean, they're NFL teams. Everybody has enough to, to win on a week-to-week basis. So if you start looking at the injury reports and, you know, that's more for the fantasy guys. Um, but if you're trying to bet a game, you're trying to, you're trying to beat the spread or you're trying to guess the over and the under, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's really the system that you really need to look at. And, um, I have looked at the system and I, to, to, to a large degree, if you, to be profitable with gambling during any season, let's say it's baseball, let's say it's basketball, let's say it's football to be competitive at this particular time, you're going to have to win between 55 to 65% of the time. 
I mean, it doesn't matter how big your bets are, but if, you know, that's true quantitative improvement, I mean, to be profitable, you know, if you win 65% of the time, you know, and you're only gambling during, say, football season, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good four to five months, I would say. But here's the deal, you just gotta be smart about it. So with that being said, I'm gonna let you know who I think is gonna cover this week, week six in the NFL. Let's do it. What do you know, what do you say? I think it's some damn sound effects. All right, so for the first game, this is gonna be Thursday night football. We have the New York Giants, my squad, my team, going up against the New England Patriots. Now, uh, the Patriots look like they, uh, they're playing at the Patriots, like a dynasty, the greatest quarterback of all time, and you know, the greatest coach of all time, damn near the greatest organization of all time. Uh, I mean, they're going up against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, uh, the Giants are, uh, I'm picking the Giants for this one at plus 17, um, and the over, the over is 42. So I'm not expecting the Giants to win this game, but I am totally not expecting them to get super blown out simply because I feel like Tom Brady isn't going to be on the field in the, in, after the third quarter. So uh, Daniel Jones or whoever, they'll get a chance to maybe make a comeback. Um, but I just don't see the Patriots, you know, destroying these guys by 17 points. Uh, Belichick has a little bit too much res more res much respect for the game to just, you know, blow these guys out in, on Thursday night football. Generally, these are weird matchups anyway because it's on a short week, but 17 points, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I just don't see New England covering that against New York simply because I feel like Brady probably won't be on the field in the fourth quarter, so you could bank that. Let's say I'm going to go with New York plus 17, and I am going to take the over, which is 42. Now, that's going to be Thursday night's game, so tune in for that. I'm going to have to holler at my man, Coach Steve, see what he's doing. Shout out to Golden Key Construction as well. It's a nice little outfit out in Westchester if you guys need something done. Holler at the guy. It's my man, Coach Steve. Now, the next set of games, there's actually an 8.30 game in London. 8.30 in the morning. I will not be up for that one. So, the 8.30 game in London is going to be Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Cam Newton's still out with Car from Carolina. I don't really trust their offense. Um, I, I like Christian McCaffrey. I think he's a, a good running back, but I don't think he's the t key to this win. I think Tampa Bay is going through a bit of a resurgence. I think Jameis Winston is, is, is definitely... Um, He's definitely, you know, changing plays at the line of scrimmage to his liking. He's definitely dialed in. I mean, it's a contract year. This guy's definitely going to ball out now. So, But I, uh, I have Tampa Bay at plus three and the over, which is 48. So uh, I, I just don't see Carolina winning this game uh, simply because the quarterback is, a, you know, he it, it doesn't seem like it's a, a winnable game simply because 
Tampa Bay has been playing at a, a pretty high level. And like I said, once you get a quarterback and a contract gear, that's a whole different level of concentration. So the next game that we have, we have Seattle. So set it off with the one o'clock games. We got Seattle at Cleveland. Um, I just don't see how Cleveland is gonna win this game. Seattle's playing at a very high level. Russell Wilson, he's also playing at a very high level. Um, I always like Seattle. I always think Seattle's gonna be in it towards the end of the season. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna take Seattle at a minus two and the under, which is uh, 47. So that, that should be a, a pretty fun game. I feel like uh, Baker Mayfield may get a little bit more exposed, so to speak. Uh, then the next game we have, we have Houston at Kansas City. Now, I'm going to take Houston at a plus five um, simply because KC shown some, uh, some, some dents in their armor. Uh, looks like if you play man-to-man -man on these guys and you, and you get a straight rush with them, you get a straight rush on them with with four, uh, with four defensive linemen, you don't have to bring too many blitzers. Um, you can, you can pretty much, uh, you can pretty much keep them from, you know, bolting down the field with that, with that high-powered passing offense that they have. You have to. It seems like they would have to get a little bit more balanced because their quarterback is is exceptional. Um, Houston's quarterback is also exceptional. Um, that's why I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I think it might be the, the one o'clock game to watch. Um, so I'm going to take Houston at a plus five and the over, which is 55. Now, just to reiterate, the, 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 when I say plus five, that means that they have a margin of five points. So basically, they're the underdog. If they lose the game, it has to be by more than five points, or it has to be by five points. If they win the game, you win your bet. I'm just using my best judgment. I see two quarterbacks, two excellent quarterbacks. I know it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be up and down game. It should be a close game. That's why I just don't see Kansas City beating them, you know, by more than a touchdown. I know they're at home, but like I said, they've been exposed, Kansas City, and, um, I just don't know how well they'll match up with Houston. So I'm going to take Houston and the plus five and the over, which is 55. I expect this to be a shootout. Whenever you get two quarterbacks that are pretty good and they have, you know, they're athletic, they have good offenses, and they have good offensive minds um, behind the schemes and the systems, then you're going to have a, a, a pretty high-scoring affair. Okay, so continuing with the one o'clock games, we have the, the have some um, goddamn pride about yourself bowl. That's uh, between two of the worst teams in the NFL. We have Washington at the Miami Dolphins. At the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is, uh, this is literally what they call a shit show. These uh, franchises, once proud, uh, are no longer that. Uh, Washington just fired their head coach. Like I said, they would in the first pod, if you listen. And uh, 
the Dolphins are probably going to be firing their coach. Uh, it's probably not warranted. Um, he's a coordinator. He's probably going to go back to being a coordinator. But the Dolphins just have a, a terrible organization. They've had a terrible organization for quite some time now. Um, they need to change up the way they do things. Uh, and it's sad to see because, you know, I kind of dig the Dolphins and I kind of dig Washington as well. But just to see how, you know, how terrible these guys are. You know, it's just, you know, generally, generally they'll be on top pretty soon, but who knows when. They look like they're uh, racing for the top pick in the draft. So with this game, um, I'm going to take Miami plus four because they're the underdog and they're at home. They're 0-5. I don't expect them to completely be terrible this game. Pretty terrible. But I actually like their quarterback situation better than I like Washington's. So I'm going to take Miami plus four, and I'm going to take the over, which is 41. So Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, you got to gotta show out for me there, buddy. You got to do a couple of things. Pause. So the next game we have is Philly at Minnesota. Uh, two teams I really don't care for. We, we discussed the Philly uh, last uh, pod and I don't think I've ever gone into how much I dislike Minnesota and their whole squad but you know this is a game that should be should be pretty pretty good should be a, a competitive game um, Philly has a pretty talented offense Minnesota has a pretty pretty stout defense um, quarterback play is going to be very important here Kirk Cousins is trash I mean he's trash I just don't like his game I think he's a great guy but I just think that he's not the greatest quarterback. He's not going to win the big game for you, which may be why he might win this week. But I just don't think that, you know, they have it. And plus, they're giving up three points to Philly. This is going to be a close game, but I'm going to take Philly plus the three. The over, which is 44. So moving right along with the 1 p.m. games, the next game we're going to be looking at is New Orleans at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville has some pretty good quarterback play. They have an awesome defense. They have a pretty good running game, which is going to you know, ensure that their, uh, their offensive possessions are going to last pretty long. They're not going to have to keep their defense on the, uh, on the field that, that, that much. I think their defense is, is actually pretty good, but if they can't get off the field, I think they are pretty much a th they're pretty much a six down defense. If anything outside of six downs, you, you can probably score on them, but um, they're, they're they're pretty good. Um, they're pretty pretty good on the edges. Uh, the quarterback cornerback play has been compromised because of the whole thing with Jalen Ramsey. Their all-world corner doesn't want to play for them no more. Got to wonder what's going on there. Hopefully we find out. But um, in that game, I am going to be taking New Orleans plus one. Uh, Teddy, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing pretty, pretty damn good football. I bet you the Jets wish they had him right now. But um, Teddy B has been, been, been balling out. I always liked Teddy's game. He's a very cerebral quarterback. He's uh, he, he takes what what the what the defense gives him, and he's uh, like I said, he cerebral quarterbacks are always gonna 
give you a, a chance at winning the game. The quarterback for Jacksonville, uh, Minshew, he, he looks like he might be pretty good too, but I, I just don't see them winning this game. So I'm going to take, uh, take New Orleans plus one and the over, which is 45. So the next game that we have popping up is going to be Cincinnati at Baltimore. Uh, Cincinnati has a pretty bad team. Uh, you have a rookie coach, um, the running game, uh, uh, Joe Mixon, he's pretty good. I mean, that's probably the only person outside of A.J. Green and, and uh, Andy Dalton I can name on that team. But um, I don't see them beating Baltimore. Baltimore looks like a, a freight train this year. They looks like they're going to be uh, somebody to contend with in the uh, AFC, especially in the playoffs. Dudes like dudes like uh, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is just dangerous, B. You, you just don't know how to defend them. You don't know, you know, what they can give you. And what people don't realize is this kid can really throw the ball. They think he's just a scrambler, like he's a Mike Vick clone. No, 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 he can do all that. And he might be even faster than Mike Vick. But for the, for the, the purpose of winning, this kid can really throw the ball. Um, he comes out of a, a really fast offense in Louisville, and he won the Heisman. So, I mean, his development, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's right on track. Um, Harbaugh, the coach Harbaugh is starting to trust this kid, but, you know, with a lot of downfield stuff. And, you know, if he has his weapons, if he can, you know, get to his guys, I think he sees the, the field pretty well. So I'm, I'm going to uh, take Cincy at plus 12. I, I think it's going to be a close game simply because it's a division game. And these two generally play each other pretty tough, no matter who sucks. So I just see, I don't see, I don't see um, Baltimore blowing them out. They'll definitely win this game, but I don't see them blowing them out by two tubs. So I'm going to take Cincy plus 12 and the under, which is 48. You know, tubs. I like saying that. Tubs. Two tubs. Makes me say I like you know, like I, like I'm, 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 like I'm on the, on the, on the coaching staff for the Broncos or something. Let's, let's move along. Okay, so the next game that we're looking at is San Fran at the L.A. Rams. These are the four o'clock games, ladies and gentlemen. The four o'clock games. We're gonna set it off with the Rams and San Francisco. Now, San Francisco had a pretty good showing against Cleveland on Monday night, but that's Cleveland, and you can't take that to the bank. Uh, I can't even tell you why they're giving the Rams, uh, they're giving, uh, they're not going to be able to give the Rams, uh, the, the, the matchup that, you know, that everybody thinks, I think the Rams are going to destroy these guys. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams minus four and the over, which is uh 51. I think there's going to be some pretty good quarterback play. I think there's going to be some. You know, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, I see that NFC West, NFC West matchups, early matchups are generally high-scoring um, um, simply because the style of play. And like you say, once, once you get a couple of quarterbacks in there, you don't know if somebody's going to be down late and you're just going to have to put the ball up and then it becomes like sort of like a shootout after the second half. You don't know how this, this stuff is going to go. But I'm going to take L.A. minus four and the over, which is 51. 
next for the 4 p.m. games, we have Atlanta at Arizona. Um, Atlanta has really not been good. Uh, their coach is going to get fired. Um, and their quarterback has been playing up to that contract. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of, um, it's kind of telling when you have certain quarterbacks that don't play to a certain standard and they get paid a lot of money. Nobody really calls them out. I'm here to call Matt Ryan out. Like Matt Ryan signed a dope deal, stupid guaranteed money. But I mean, after he signed that deal, after that Super Bowl, I mean, you just haven't really heard from this kid. I mean, be honest with you, it's really hard to get up and go jogging when you wake up on satin sheets. That's a uh, little Mike Tyson quote or somebody quote. I don't know. But it's a quote, and I get it. You know, maybe he's been resting on his laurels. Maybe he's not training as hard. Um, I know Julio got his money, too. So maybe, you know, guys are just like, hey, you know, I made it. I got my guaranteed bread, and maybe I don't have to ball out that much more. And you know what? I always thought Atlanta was a bit of a paper tiger anyway. So... You know, it's a little disappointed at how their season's gone, but you know what? Eh, I'm still going to pick them. They're minus three, uh, and they're going against Arizona, a rookie quarterback, rookie coach. Generally, my, my general, general rule is if you have a rookie coach and you have a rookie quarterback, you probably suck, and you probably sucked last year, and you're probably going to suck for a couple more years because it just takes that dynamic uh, a little bit to, to get together and to get everything popping. But I am going to take Atlanta minus three and the over, which is 52. I think there's going to be some, you know, fireworks. I think they're going to spread the ball around. They got some athletes on both sides of the ball, so it should be a pretty fun game. It actually might be, it actually might be a, a kind of a contest, too, because, I mean, they both kind of suck. Atlanta's not supposed to, but they do. All right. So moving right along, I know you, a lot of you uh, are my friends. A lot of people I know have been waiting for my Dallas pick. So Dallas, <laughs> Dallas is actually playing the Jets this week. So my man Eat, uh, I know he's, you know, he's a big-time Jets fan. Um, we've talked about this. Don't really, you know, but can't needle him about the Jets because it's getting serious. I mean, they're going to have to get rid of that coach. That coach is, I mean, he's just a, a moron. He's a moron. His coach and staff, I mean, they can't keep guys healthy. How you, how your quarterback get mono? I mean, just like, how does your quarterback get mono? I mean, that's like about to play in the big game. Oh, my quarterback got shingles, ringworm, and pink eye. Like, that's just, I mean, I'll be honest with you, that, that I would just get rid of that guy just off of that. I've never heard of it. That's like the most ridiculous thing of all time. And then the other kid, the other kid uh, gets Willie Beamond, and now you have to put in the third string guy who basically was a practice squad player. Jets are fucked. Jets are fucked. They just are. I mean, once you start, you know, signing free agent running backs, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Um, they just have been like that for years, and they'll continue to be like that for years. But um, they play Dallas this week. I hate Dallas. Um, Dallas is consistent, though. They consistently are mediocre, but I don't see them losing to the Jets, and they are giving up eight points. So they're giving up a whole tub and a field goal to these guys, um, and I think they're the visiting team. So I'm going to take Dallas minus eight. And the over, which is 43. This is my uh, pick of the week, ladies and gentlemen. So 
you know, uh, this is the game that I feel the strongest about. So just to reiterate, I'm thinking Dallas is going to win by at least eight points and both teams are going to score over 43 points. So those are two bets I feel very strongly about that, about that. And we're going to, you know, we're going to revisit that in the next pot. So the next game I have up is Tennessee at Denver at 425. Um, Denver, Tennessee, these two teams are going to be in the draft, in the middle part of the draft this year. Um, uh, they're in transition. I don't really know what Denver's doing. They have a great defense. They have a defensive-minded coach. They have a washed-up quarterback, and they really don't have an identity on offense. They don't know where they're going. Um, they're going to waste the best years of that defense's life. And until they get a quarterback and, you know, and some really consistent offensive line play, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be in, like, football purgatory. I mean, they have a defensive coordinator for a, a head coach. So, I mean, generally, you don't know what you have there. I feel like they're in transition. I feel like until they get some, you know, like a, 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 a new consistent quarterback. And, and like I said, they'll probably be in the draft and they'll probably be able to get one because Flacco, he's done. He's done. Uh, he's, he's, he's not finished, but he's done. I like saying that, uh, you know. He's not finished, but he's done. That that's that it just has that certain ring. You, you get it, you get it. You know, this is what do you know? What do you say? Coming live from from Dobbs Ferry this afternoon. But anyway, got a couple more games on tap. I want to get you guys paid. So my next game that we're looking at, we're going to be looking at the Chargers. We're going to look at Pittsburgh visiting the Chargers. So Pittsburgh is going to be going all the way across country. Um, at no strength, they didn't. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they really don't have a running game. They really, defensively, they've been exposed many times this year. Mike Tomlin, I doubt he's on the hot seat. Pittsburgh hires a coach once every 30 years. Um, Pittsburgh understands continuity. Yeah, this guy's going to have a bad year. But you know what, if you keep him, but he has a, a good scheme. He has a good system. So if you keep him around, you give him a proper quarterback, um, you know, some, some players that have some sense, I'm pretty sure he's going to be, he's going to have a decent team on his hands. I, for, for one, think Ben Roethlisberger is finished. Um, you're a quarterback. You're, you know, you're at that, and at the end of the, you know, at the end of the road as a quarterback, you may have to get Tommy John surgery. That's fine. Tommy John surgery is fine for you if you're a baseball pitcher and, you know, you ain't got a bunch of angry mofos trying to hit and kill you while you're running, trying to throw the ball at moving targets, you could probably survive. You could probably do it. But, but Roethlisberger, I mean, when he, like, got injured, that was, like, non-contact. Like, he threw the ball, and it was just like, okay, nobody even hit him. Somebody hits him on that elbow, his arm might fall off. Um... So I say that to say, yeah, uh, Pittsburgh, their season is pretty much over. I'm just going to continue to bet against them um, where I can for the rest of the season. Yeah, so Pittsburgh really is trash. 
Um, it's ironic that, you know, that Roethlisberger isn't playing in this game against Phillip Rivers. I mean, they all, these guys all came out in the 2003 draft. It's kind of, you know, kind of, you know, weird that Rivers is the only one that's playing. So I guess I'm, to a degree, I'm kind of rooting for him to, you know, to go deep into the playoffs, maybe even beat Brady, which I doubt that he'll do, which he's never done. But if it happens, you heard it here first. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to take L.A., minus eight and the over which is 41 so i'm thinking this is going to be a low scoring affair um <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that uh pittsburgh is even going to score any points so uh so goes life now for the last game of uh what do you know what do you say i'm gonna be uh looking at monday night football now this is also uh, one of my pickums. I feel really good about this game. This is Detroit at Green Bay. Now, most people would be like, oh, I'm going to get Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. He's playing. He's balling out. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. But this is also what you have to take into account, a divisional game. Like a divisional game, these teams see each other twice a year. And there's a little bit of pride at, at, at stake there. Um, so you can expect teams to play a little bit harder than you may have seen them play um, throughout the course of the year against these teams because they're more familiar. They know each other. Um, fortunately, these two teams both have very good quarterback play. Um, the defenses are a little different. Uh, Green Bay's is a little bit more um, active. They're a little bit more, I guess I would say a little bit more a little bit more known, a little bit more interchangeable, where uh, Detroit's defense is young. Um, you haven't seen a lot of them, a lot from them. You haven't seen a lot out of them. I mean, but I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where you know a lot of a lot of these players are going to come into their own. Um, simply because division games, they just seem to bring the best out of people. Um, and it'd be easy for me to say that Green Bay is just going to, you know, be at home and it's going to steamroll Detroit. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be a good game. Um, I do not feel like they're going to uh, win by five. So I'm picking, I'm going to take Detroit plus four and a half. Uh, Detroit plus five. And the over, which is 47. Um, anytime you get two really good quarterbacks together, Monday night game, Thursday night game, there is a chance for a lot of points to be put up. So, I mean, I'm looking at the, the propensity for teams to throw the ball. Even if you have a shitty quarterback, you're still going to throw the ball to some degree. So, while I'm looking at that, I'm absolutely going to put that into, you know, into the, the, the formula for, you know, who I'm picking for the week. But um, I... Uh, I have to say, you know, this is the, the second episode. We got through it. Um, I can't wait to uh, get back at you guys next week. But those are my picks for the week. Uh, this is What Do You Know? What Do You Say?